Welcome to Raising Up Copts, a podcast about raising up Coptic kids in Western culture, hosted by Madonna Lewindi and Laura Michael. Hello, everyone. Today, we have a very special episode for you. We are continuing the conversation from last week around that question, what are the perceived expectations of fathers versus mothers in church and in society? And how do you make it work in your own home? All right. So you've basically already heard us talking about this on the last episode. So for a special twist, we have invited two very special guests, our husbands. We have joining us today, Daniel Lewindi, my husband, who is a major in the U.S. Army. And we have Abuna Flopatier, who is Laura's husband, who serves his congregation in Jacksonville, Florida. Welcome to both of you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you for having us. So last time we talked a little bit about how we kind of grew up with this idea that moms take over childcare and the home and the dads are expected to go to work, bring home the bacon and everything should be like done for them when they arrive and they should just have this um, wonderful experience of coming home to, you know, a hot supper and all of that. And we were pleasantly surprised at how in our own marriages, that's not how it works. So Abuna, can you tell us a little bit about um, what it was like in your home and how you learned through from church and home through the example that your parents set? So in our home, my mom was working and my father also was working, <clears throat> but definitely dad worked more uh, than my mom. But uh, we saw the setting of two working uh, parents uh, and how things are going. Uh, and when we come home, yes, we're going to find mom. She, she do the, the preparation. But also when dad arrives, also it's a good time that we all share to do things together. Um, many times I see my dad cook things for us and it would be so fun to, to, to see him around and he would get us even these plates down in our rooms and we will enjoy them and, and we, we felt it's okay. Um, each one of them give us discussions as well. Mama will talk about things, dad will talk about other things. Sometimes he opened with us problems that he saw in his work. And then we, we see how he worked through it and so on. As far as my church, I felt it, uh, it was one of the big church uh, back in Cairo. And so there was a lot of examples in front of us, men and women uh, that we saw uh, and uh, through them, we were shaped. Maybe I can introduce today's verse as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the counsel of his friend. So I felt it was like all of us, you know, I'm learning from everybody around us, male and female, an example that are in front of us. Wow, that's amazing, Abuna. So you actually grew up in your home with both parents working and working in the home. So you already had that example. That's amazing. Well, Danny, what about you? Can you kind of talk about the balance between your parents and growing up and the church and in the home? Sure. Um, so my parents also very similarly, they both worked, but, um, when we first, uh, when we were first little first born, my mom did stay home, uh, with us until we were about three or four. Um, and then she started working. She actually worked with my dad in his office. He was a pediatrician. So she was the office manager. So they, they did a lot of, a lot of things together at work and at home as well. Uh, my dad would also help my mom with the cooking and cleaning, even though it was mainly my mom uh, doing that type of work. And my dad did all the work outside, like mowing the lawn and stuff like that. Um, But I never saw my dad hesitate to help with cooking or cleaning. Um, They definitely always showed us that example of working together. And even for me and my brother, when we started becoming elementary school, they 
they started getting us involved in learning how to clean the bathroom on how to do the laundry and stuff like that. So I think that helped us a lot become self-sufficient when we were, when we were a little bit older. Um, as far as what the church environment, uh, very similar to Abuna, you have, you know, the different examples in the church. Uh, I think that, that uh, mindset or, or stereotype of, you know, the man is supposed to work and the woman stays home and cooks and cleans and stuff was very, very prominent. Um, you know, even you see it and you also people would joke about it. But we did have a lot of mothers who who worked as well, as well as raising the kids. So we were definitely exposed to both to both environments. And your parents took you into like the altar pretty early too, right? Yeah. So when we were when we were very little, my dad did sit with my mom and I um, either in the crying room or up in the we went to a church in Queens that had an upstairs um, little area, like seating area. So my dad would sit with both of us, um, my mom and I. And then when my brother was born, he would, you know, stay there until I was about two or three. Then my dad would take me um, down to the men's side and he'd sit with me. And my brother got a little bit older. It would be my brother and I, both on the men's side with my dad. He would take us in his lap and kind of explain to us what was going on during the liturgy. Be like, hey, this is what Abuna is doing. You know, the shoria, this is this and that. Um, kind of explaining to us. Yeah, Abuna, you had mentioned about seeing your dad uh, in ch- praying in church and what a difference it made to you. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, there are definitely solid memories. I remember standing in the liturgy, as Daniel said, looking at my father, uh, how he kneels, you know, how he closes his eyes, as he put his hand up. And these moments are until the day in my mind, how prayer should be. I'm not saying that I didn't say my mom, mom doing the same, but, you know, sometime at one age in my life as a boy, you know, you look to other men, what they are doing. And definitely this shapes how manhood should be, how men should be praying and how they should be kneeling. And until today, I remember the location and exact the feeling. So definitely uh, these memory of the kids being with men around and on their father, but in general is, is something um, they acquire and they capture and they memorize. And it's in their uh, growing up and developing, definitely. And I, I love what Danny said about how his parents brought them into the household work. Abuna, can you tell us how Saturdays worked at your house or days off? Because I always thought that was, I mean, I wish I could do what your mom does, but. <laughs> yeah, I had the two sisters older than me. They are twins. Uh, they were my role mother, model. And again, female, but I'm looking for up for them and how they do things. Uh, this was amazing as well, not just my mom. Uh, but yes, my mom and dad will go to work uh, and then we wake up and uh, we have to pray. And they are the one who taught me how to do Akbaya, basically. And then we have to clean the whole house, as Daniel said. <laughs> we go every room and, and we do everything. And then we sit for breakfast and then we watch something on TV together. And then everybody do something until parents come back. So I like what Daniel said. And this is actually is something good that the kids are involved in the house. They are not just chilling on the couch while the parents are working. I think this also was good. That's truly amazing. I know Laura and I are forever grateful to both of your parents <laughs> for, for making that so. But then I'm wondering then when you got married, what did you think the setup would be? Like, did you did you kind of expect it would be different or the same as you grew up? What, how was it? So I will say that I feel like, at least for me and my group of friends, we always had that. We would joke about the idea, oh yeah, I'm going to get married to a you know, a cop to girl and she's going to cook and clean for me and I'm going <laughs> to go to work and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I, I don't know if that was 
it was mostly joking. Um, you know, when, and you can attest to this when we first started, um, you know, talking and then we got married, like for me, I'm not the type of person that can just sit there and, and watch, you know, you try to cook or clean. Even when I, when my parents, if my mom is doing the dishes or cooking, I'm like, Hey mom, how can I help? Mm-hmm. You know? So it's the same thing. Um, so I don't know. I think that idea, and we, I joke about it every once in a while, you know, but, um, but really I feel like it's always it's supposed to be a team effort. Everything we do is really, it's just, it's a, it's a, you're a team and you should help each other out as much as you can. Danny's favorite line when he's joking around is to say, you, sh- you should refer to me as my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the Bible, right? <laughs> right <about it. laughs> yeah. um, on the same uh, uh, vow that we heard, uh, of the woman, but for the men, um, I got into the marriage with the idea, be swift to do what pleased her. So um, as I loved so much Laura, so I said, whatever will please her heart, I'm, I'm willing to do. And so uh, this is the idea that I came in. I didn't know all the dimensions, but this was the basic things. Um, first year, definitely you don't know yet. And how can we do this? But with the year goes, you understand now what will make her happy and uh, and you, you will be swift to do it because uh, this definitely is successful. So but I agree know. with Daniel that it was also some jokes uh, always there, but uh, <laughs> not reality, not, 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 not the Christian model that the Bible is speaking about. Maybe it's the society is putting it, but, but as Christians, no, it's, it's not founded in us. Yeah, when you bring that up, Abuna, about, you know, doing swiftly what what pleases your wife's heart or gladdens her heart i always think about the commands that we get during the crowning ceremony and when i when i I read them again before this and and looking at them really closely i almost feel like the command to the wife is actually more difficult than than that to the man because you know in in general you know it says you know be to be obedient to your husband as as you were um as you were to your parents um and do not, you know, frown in his face. Those are very difficult things to do, even for, for anyone. Like, you know, as children, it, we don't always obey our parents. So how do you expect as an adult to obey someone else? But, you know, for the, for the, the command to the, to the, to the man, um, I feel like, you know, to, if you're marrying someone because you truly love them and you have that, you know, that Christian, you know, upbringing, you're going to naturally do what, it is that gladdens her heart. You want to make her happy. You want to take care of her. You want to support her. Um, so to me, I feel like it's, we have the easier, I don't know. That's just me though. Do you see why I married him? <laughs> he thinks he has the easy job. <laughs> I think we both lucked out for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was just going to say, Abuna, what, what do you want the kids to take away from watching us at home? Or what do you want the kids, our kids to grow up and do or expect or, you know, I want every kid to understand that marriage between husband and wife, they are both one body. And this is the Bible, what is said. So what, if I imagine one body, hands or feet or eyes or brain or everything, everything is working together to get the task done. So if I want them to walk with something is that husband and wife and later on in their marriage, they are one body together. You know, if the hand is this one, that's good. But the other hand is helping. Uh, it cannot work with one uh, sense or one organ. The body all has to work. So this is what I want them to remember in the marriage. What about you, Danny? What do you think would be the takeaway for the kids when they watch you in our home and in church? I mean, it's actually very, very similar to what Abuna just said. Um, 
I even wrote it down. Like to me, the, the biggest thing, and you know, I say this all the time, especially when we get in, in times where we have a little bit of disagreements and, you know, we always have to keep in mind that we are one body united in Christ. We are on the same team. You know, if, if you're on the same team and a teammate falls, you're not going to yell at him. You help them up. And, you know, same thing. You're, we are one body. If my left hand did something wrong, I'm not going to smack it or hurt it. I'm going to help it. So to me, it's, you always have to keep that mindset that we're, we're, we have the same goal, you know, to raise uh, our kids, have a, you know, good life together, live a good Christian life and get to heaven. So we always have to keep that in mind and, and, and realize that we are working towards the same thing. We're on the same team and we should help each other, you know, in any way that we can. And so do you think then that this change in the family dynamic, because we talked last time about how it used to be um, expected that the, the mom and the dad had very separate roles and it was very obvious the mom did all the work at home and the dad did all the work outside the home. Um, but do you think this change in the family dynamic has been generally a good thing in society or do you feel like it's gone too much the other way? Well, I would say... You know, when, when you kind of walk back and think about where, why we have this mindset of, oh, the man goes to work and the woman stays home. I think at a certain time in history, it was necessary. You know, there was a time where men had to go out and hunt and fish and do all that type of stuff. So it necessi necessitated the woman to stay home and raise the kids and do that type of thing. But, you know, in our current society where, you know, oftentimes both parents are working, um, you know, it doesn't make sense to put all the entire responsibility of a job and then come home and do everything else at home as well on only one parent. Mm. So, and yes, you're right in, in society, especially here in, in America, you know, it kind of does, it kind of has gone too far the other way. There are times where both parents are just working the entire time and they don't have time for the kids. They outsource their parenting to nannies, to um, you know, daycares and stuff like that. So I think there's definitely a balance um, that we really need to find there of both parents, you know, alternating maybe their work schedule, you know. And the thing I always think about when you think about a team is not everyone has the same strengths and weaknesses. Some have, some are strong in one thing and some are, are not. So for example, in the house, I don't really mind doing dishes much. You don't really like doing the dishes. So oftentimes I will just go and do the dishes because I know that it lightens her load and it's something she really doesn't like doing laundry. We both dislike laundry, but oftentimes you will just suck it up and start folding the laundry. <laughs> Cause you know, so to me, it's just always looking at, and as you, as you're married longer, you know, you get to know each other's strengths and weaknesses. Well, it, it's, it doesn't, you know, it just makes sense. You help each other out when you fill in the gaps, Yeah, you fill in the gaps. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. And actually I wish that we could go back in time and see, how much is stereotype and how much is reality? Because I'm thinking back now to even maybe not my great grandparents. So I would say my great grandparents, the husband did all the work and everything. And the woman definitely stayed at home and like scrubbed the laundry in the tub kind of a thing. But for example, both of my grandmothers went to college and both of them worked. And I, you know, I didn't have the example of my grandfather. My one grandmother was widowed early, but the other grandmother, the my grandparents that are um, alive right now, grandpa helps with everything. Giddo is very helpful. He helps Tita, he bakes cookies with her. He makes dessert. He, um, you know, he does step up in the home even though that's what, three, two generations back, three generations back. And so I wonder how much is stereotype 
I wonder how much is American um, culture, culture, maybe it's American perception of our culture or something. And how much is reality? I, I feel like we need to do a study or something. <laughs> and Abuna, what do you think about the family dynamic change? Um, I like Daniel's word balance, you know, as long as there is balance, nobody will feel that he is burned. But yes, you can have extreme, definitely. One side is, uh, you know, uh, not taking care of the responsibility seriously. And definitely the other one will definitely suffer. But as long as there is balance, there is happiness, there is joy in the marriage, there is love. Everybody is holding, as Daniel said, everybody has his weakness and his strengths. Uh, I like the balance. But yes, you can find extreme and the extreme on both ways uh, would hurt definitely. Abuna, can you clarify, like, what does the church say about the role of the mother, the mother or the father in the home and in the church? Do they have like a official stance about that? I think it's deeper than just roles. I think mm -hmm. if we go more like I'm going inside the marriage with the idea that I am sacrificing for my wife and she's sacrificing for my, me. Now, there is not a model who going to do what in each one, but it's more like we are a team, you know, I like Daniel's word again. We are working together to get things done, you know. Uh, this is the mentality more than the role. And I would like to bring something also biblical. If you remember when the three visitor came to Abraham, mm. I love this one, you know, he stood up. He's the one who got the things, you know, kill the fatted calf, make the milk, okay. And he served and he put things on the plate. And this is Old Testament, right? But, but here it is, a husband who works you know and do it we have visitor and we need to get things done she's working one side he's working one side but the desk is done so this is how the church wants us to be again the idea of one body together deeper it's more the sacrifice both of them are sacrificing to get the things done and i abuna i i'm curious about something else too um i heard once that they said that if you can keep the father in the church then the kids are more likely to grow up in the church, more so than the mother. Do you think that's true or do you think not really? As I say again, uh, I know that I also was not by myself. I have friends and we had some friends who their father was not that involved, but they are involved today in the church and they grew up in the church. So there is definitely exception to this rule, but the idea definitely of having models around us and I want to put also Sunday school teachers that are very inspiring, can, you know, uh, help a kid who doesn't have a father regularly coming to inspire him and to bring him to the church and everything. So, yes, it might be in general correct, but there is many exceptions that I can say, no, the father might not have been involved because of any reason and still the kids were inside the church. Mm. You know, um, Abuna, one thing you said about the sacrificing part of, of marriage to me, you know, that's something that people kind of overlook. Uh, people think, oh, I'm going to get married because I need someone who completes me, someone who will do something for me, someone who will, you know, fill in the blank. But really, you're 100% correct. It's, it's all about sacrificing yourself for the other person. Even one of the verses that's uh, read during the crowning ceremony uh, from St. Paul says the wife does not have authority over her own body, but her husband does. And likewise, the husband does not have authority over her own body of his body, but the wife does. You know, I know that talking about many different things, but the essence of it is we're sacrificing ourselves for the other person. And I think if, if people keep that in mind, that really, that will really solve a lot of the issues that we see. 
um, you know, that and just the whole teammates type of, of mindset, you know, because sometimes, you know, not every woman is good at cooking. Not every man is good at, you know, what, whatever, you know, you think a man should do. So why, why can't it be that in a certain marriage, the man is the strong cooker, he'll be the one that cooks. You know, if the woman is good at doing something else, you know, like fixing the car, whatever a traditional male role is, she can do that. Mm. So I think a lot of um, the problems and arguments and, and things we see in, in, in our marriage, especially early on, are people looking at these roles that they feel like they should be able to do, but they cannot fulfill. Um, and it doesn't have to be like that. I love that point because it brings us back to the, you know, our initial question about perceived expectations that when you come into a role like marriage and you have expectations either of yourself or of the partner, and then your strengths and weaknesses don't match those expectations, you have a choice. You can either fight it and like try to, you know, create conflict about how you can't, you know, the other party can't, or you're not able to do this, or you can work with what you have. Like you can work with your skills and your strengths and accept that person with their skills and weaknesses too. Um, I think that's, that's a beautiful thought. And I think that also um, the conversations we have with our friends is a huge part of how perceptions play, because if we're talking about, you know, how wonderful, like my husband is because he does this and that it might encourage another uh, couple to, you know, rethink their roles in their, in their marriage. And I know that the, the question was about being a mother and father, but you cannot separate how parenthood ties so closely to your marriage, like your roles in your marriage are a direct reflection of how your parenting will be. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Your the strength of your marriage is the strength of your family. It's the foundation of your family. So, uh, and I, on that note, also, I want to say, we want to be careful not to be, you know, going on like social media and comparing and saying, well, look, so-and-so's husband does this. Why aren't you doing that? <laughs> there is a way. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> there is a way. But we can all be inspired to be better, I, I think. Thank you guys so much for uh, joining us and, and kind of being a part of this conversation. I think we had a really great insight into the other, co- uh, other side of the coin when it comes to mothers and fathers in the home and in marriage, too, for that matter. Thanks for yeah. having us. We, uh, I enjoyed it. Appreciate the time. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And our topic next week is postpartum struggles. So if you're listening and you have experienced postpartum struggles, please tell us about them. Um, respond to our queries in the parenting group or on Instagram. And so we can prepare materials that are relevant for you. And just as a reminder, Raising Up Cops is a podcast hosted by Laura Michael and Madonna Lewindy. None of the views expressed during this recording are the official stance of the Coptic Church or its hierarchy. These are purely our personal opinions, collected experiences, and organic discussions on selected topics. If you would like to reach out with any questions or comments, please email raisingupcopts at gmail.com or post on the Coptic Dad and Mom Parenting Community on Facebook. Thank you all for listening in today. Talk to you next week.